Ah, morning, morning, Waken Bakers. Thank you for tuning in to the eighth episode of High Expectations, where the only thing higher than the expectations is it's us. us. Uh, so we are a show devoted to movie and cannabis reviews. Uh, and what we do is we watch movies every episode. And we actually plug them into our own little rating system, which has four categories in it. Uh, so we've got quotability, we've got rewatchability, we've got popularity, which is a score that we kind of take from Rotten Tomatoes and put it in our own rating system. Uh, and then the most important category, which is smokeability. So this is basically our way of rating a movie based off of what it did to us uh in terms of, you know, how high we were and did it make the movie any better while we were smoking, right? Um, or, you know, did it change the experience at all? So it could be the visuals or anything like that. So we are devoted to uh, helping everybody find some movies that are, you know, good to watch while you're high. Uh, with me always is my bearded wonder, D'Lo. He is my co-host on this journey. What's good? And I am the other host, Kaz. Both of us are longtime friends, longtime movie lovers, longtime pot smokers. Pot smokers, uh, baby. And we're having a lot of fun making this. Again, thank you for everybody who has been listening this whole time. We've made it to episode eight, so... Uh, we feel really happy that we haven't thrown in the towel yet. We've been getting a lot <laughs> I was of gonna good say eight episodes, man. Who thought we had the commitment to make it eight episodes into this? And honestly, it it the response has been good. We're really trying to listen to everybody who is uh, tuning in, and we're getting feedback from yeah, all different feedback. places. So uh, keep it coming, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, appreciate everyone that's taking the time to listen to us. So how's your, it's been a while since we've done an episode, man. I know it's kind of been my say. fault. I know it's been my fault. Oh, yeah. I went away for World a little traveler bit. over here. Uh, if anybody gets the chance, head up to uh, Banff and Jasper, Canada was just there for basically two weeks. Beautiful, great place to hike, great place to get into nature. And honestly, great place to smoke if we're being honest. So I was going to um, say, I'm sure, I'm sure it was a beautiful landscape for that. Um, how was the trip, man? This is really the first time we're we're chatting since you've been back. It was great, man. I mean, Moraine Lake was the highlight of the trip. The water was just some crazy colors right at the base of the of the Rockies in Canada. Uh, I rec highly recommend for for anybody. We actually did three days of camping in Jasper and then uh, met up with some friends in Banff and spent a little bit closer to like five days or a week there. And it was, it was quite magical, my friend. So I highly recommend it and put it on your list. So if you're out in the Pacific Northwest where we are based, definitely try and get it on your list of places to go while you're out here because it is totally worth it. That's been on your bucket list for a long time, Banff. So it's, it's been, I signed up for like a 10K three years ago before COVID hit. And it oh, basically right, kept right. getting canceled every year. Mm -hmm. And so finally, you know, I think they actually did do it last year, but I wasn't able to do it. But finally, you know, this year, 
made it there, did the 10K. It How was, was that? Awful. How was the race? Oh, it was awful. It was I'm, awful. <laughs> I just like, dude, I just like, I'm so bad about training for shit like that. And, you know, I've, I've done halves before and I, I've sort of trained, but I always get to the race day and I'm just, I just like look at myself Dread. in the mirror and I'm just like, fuck. I just you like did completely not prepare at myself. all. You fucking slob. Yeah, exactly. Dude, so I, this is not going to come to a surprise as anyone as a guy who started a podcast about smoking weed and watching movies, but I, I don't understand running for fun. I don't get it. I don't really get it either, dude. I'll be honest with you. I think I've decided that was like my last organized running venture of my life because it's just not, I don't train for it properly. And then when I'm in the race, I just like, I, I, afterwards, I'm just so broken as a human being that it's just not worth it. And I end up practically not being able to walk for like 24 hours. So every time yeah. that happens to me, so I think That's I'm throwing the lack in the towel. Of training. <laughs> but thrown in the towel you've nonetheless, done a 5k and a 10k it was it was a good run though great views they they had a good course so i will say that so if who for the runners out there although i can't imagine there's a lot of runners that maybe are big potheads but if you are great place to sign up for yeah. a 10k half are, marathon marathon yeah please reach out to us because i'd be really interested to know how that works yeah, that you just smoke your face off and then run a half marathon, more power to you. I do have a friend that says he no, enjoys – I, I don't have any – you're my only friend. Yeah, exactly. You and my dogs. True. Um, I do have a friend who says when he works out high, he enjoys it more. I feel like I don't understand. I feel like people have told me they get a better workout when they're high. And I'm just like, I, I feel like I'm just calling bullshit on that because I think it's just yeah. your perception is all different. So you just, <laughs> it feels different. And I don't know, I'm calling bullshit on that. But I, I'm with you. I have had friends who say that and it, I just, I don't really buy into that shit. <laughs> um, yeah. To say the least. Um, I'm with you on this one. So we got a really good episode lined up today. We are kind of taking it to uh, the roots of what this podcast is really supposed to be about. Um, yeah. So we have a we picked a really good category. Actually, D'Lo uh, kind of as our we have like little side combos uh, throughout the week about this podcast, and he just came straight with it and was just like, you know what, we need to do this category for this podcast because um, it's what we're all about. So D'Lo. Since you kind of spearheaded this, <laughs> let the people know what we're getting into today. Yeah, I mean, this is episode eight. We've gone in eight full episodes uh, without really watching anything that you would consider a classic stoner movie or movies with stoners in them. So we decided this week to really dive into you know some some all time great uh, stoner movies. I've, at least in my opinion, I think these are. Two, two solid choices for movies with stoners in them. Right. I think these encompass everything you would think of when, you know, if you had to generate a list of stoner movies, I mean, these two would be oh. at the top, probably in the top, at least top 15 of, you know, just movies you would associate with smoke and weed. So, yeah, I think um, especially people around our age, um, people who've been smoking for 
a while and just kind of have run the gamut of of stoner movies these are definitely two that even i mean these are what from 2000 and early 2000s yeah 2006 i think yeah yep. 2000 and 2006 that's a long time ago now which is <laughs> We're wild the shit yeah yeah but so but they still as far as like being stoner movies they're still considered just the creme de la creme yeah. of stoner movies and honestly surprisingly being a stoner as long as i have and being into watching movies specifically stoner movies throughout you know my whole smoking career is what, how i'm going to term it um I haven't smoking, seen smoking I, I haven't seen one of this was the first time I saw one of these epic stoner movies. So and I it's I'm surprising. like so surprised that I just never gave in and, and watched it because I was very happy when, when I finally watched it. So <laughs> Well uh, tell the people. Tell the people. What'd you pick? So my pick for this week or this episode was Grandma's Boy. So very classic uh stoner movie from 2006 uh put on by happy madison production so it's actually one of the happy madison movies that adam sandler is not you know a main focus of for once but yeah this is our second happy madison movie and it was i think it was a good pick for me just because it was new uh and i think you know, I just needed to see it because I hear people mention it all the time. Like when I've brought up to people like, hey, like what, what's your like go to stoner movie? And I feel a, a good portion of people have said Grandma's Boy. So uh, I went with Grandma's Boy because it's a classic and I really needed to see it. Yeah, I mean, Grandma's Boy is one of those uh, 2006, right? We were seniors in high school. Right. So that movie when it came out hit me at the perfect time <laughs> um especially like going right into college i actually don't think i saw it in high school i think i actually saw it when i first was in college but it is such a good it's good just like classic stoner movie yeah and what did you what did you end up picking my friend i went with one that's even older um it was something that <laughs> you could almost call it an an inspiration to my future stoner self. Um, the 2000 stoner classic. Dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? I feel like I've seen this movie like 10 times just because but really on the front end of it right when it first came out i feel yeah. like i rewatched it a bunch oh, yeah. just because front it was for sure it it was like a hit movie like it got a lot of hype and i think it kind of i don't know it, it changed the game a little bit in terms of you know the stoner movies out there and obviously having kind of two playboy type actors in there i think helped it a little bit too but yeah, uh, well, that's that's it, right? This Dude, Where's My Car comes out in 2000, right? Which is probably the peak of that 70s show. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. So that's all coming out. American Pie just came out for Stifler, for Sean William Scott. So yep. you've got two big, like, early aughts, like, like you said, like, 
kind of the the it guys of the time um, for their own weird reasons. Um, but by playing similar characters in both of their movies, well, I don't know, it's not necessarily similar. Stifler's not similar to Chester, but no, but I get what you mean, like kind of staying within that role of a not like a serious role, but definitely kind of becoming a caricature of something like definitely in Dude, Where's My Car? Kind of like stoners. And then, you know, Stifler has his own kind of really his, his own. own yeah. Yeah. His own, like, he's his own character. Nothing but that like, I can relate to. Ashton Kutcher, Michael Kelso, one of my all time favorite TV characters, uh, Michael Kelso in that 70s show, big stoner. Um, Jesse in Dude, Where's My Car? Big Stoner. So he was definitely typecast <laughs> for a Shitty. while there. Oh, dude. I can't wait. I'm excited to talk about both of these. Um, so for these movies, I uh, I got, honestly, I got like pretty ripped for both of you these movies. ripped, huh? Uh, yeah, I got really ripped. Just because of the category itself. And I was just like, you know what? I want to put these movies to the test. So I'm going to get really ripped and I... and I was smoking throughout the movie for both movies. I was smoking throughout the whole movie. So That's uh, I really do do it for these kind of movies. I really put these movies to the test, but I uh, was able to visit our friends over at Dockside Cannabis. Nice. Uh, and I got a hybrid from Puffin Farm called Chernobyl. And this is a oh. hybrid. Yeah. It was good, and it's a it's a hybrid of three pretty stellar strains of weed: uh, Trainwreck, Trinity, and Jack the Ripper. Uh, and oh, it was phenomenal. Dude, it was Jack the Ripper is fucking fire. I like the way Dockside Cannabis. When you go up to their display cases, it kind of has like a meter in terms of you know if it's going to give you energy, if it's going to uh, yeah. make you a little bit sleepier. And this one was like all the way to the left of energy. So I yeah, super I energetic. It. And I loved it, and it was it, it hit great. So I'm really happy with my choice this week. And what did you hit this week? What what did you get into? Uh, I stuck with uh, Honeydew Farms. Um, That's right. You're running through. You're kind of running through that. Them. Yeah. And I went with Heady Eddie this time, which is it's a hybrid. I just you know we've been I've been going strong with sativa because I think that lends itself to movie watching a little more. Well, maybe maybe not. Some people may disagree. Um, but it keeps me awake because a lot of times indica heavy strains make me a little sleepy. A little sleepy well, and guy. I guess it, honestly, it depends on how much you're smoking, right? Like if you're going heavy with an indica, then you definitely get a little sleepier. So, mm -hmm. and for both of us, I think we're definitely both kind of smoking throughout the movie. So, yeah, I, um, I rolled a J of this Heady Eddie, which is a cross between Pineapple Tartan and Orange Head Rush. I've had Orange Head Rush before. They're both also um, hybrids. Kind of, it was a good, it was a good, good high though. I smoked, I smoked a little bit. I had to go back outside, smoke a little more. Um, but I did kind of keep ripping throughout the movie. And I liked it. It was kind of like a nice balance be between being, entered like two like oh i want to be off the couch energetic and just kind of a little euphoric like head high which was really nice for these which i think made made the movies a little funnier which is great and again like i think that's the point of kind of these stoner movies they're they're making them to kind of make you laugh make you kind of like 
really they're kind of trying to make you giggle throughout the whole movie, which I appreciate so much. And I, I can see how like maybe watching them not stoned. I mean, they're still watchable, but they definitely wouldn't hit the same. So the, these yeah. were like quintessential. You should be high while watching these movies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So let's get into let's get into the first movie. Let's go with let's Where go with dude, where's my, let's go with dude. Where's my car? So as you said, came out in the two in 2000. So super wow, like super, super old two decades ago. Um, and so, yeah, can you believe that? Which is wild. Like, I can't even believe that we're, I, you know, you you see these movies and you're just like, you're wondering, you never think that they're going to become like a classic. And this movie is technically, I think when you classify things as a classic, it's got to be like 25 years or older. So it's almost there. Yeah. Which Dude, is I wild. remember I remember seeing this movie in theaters. I remember going to the theater to see this movie with Same. my friend Jordan. Jordan, if you listen, it would be surprising, but hey, how are you? Um it it is it's like emblazoned in my mind. It's just like emblazoned. The, is that even a word? I don't even know if it's I don't a know, word. but we're we're making a word. But um it's just like I can remember the night my sister drove us to the theater. It was winter. I think this came out in like December. Um, you know, I was wearing my big baggy jeans that were wet through the whole movie because it was snowy and rainy. <laughs> and then I just the, the soundtrack. I remember buying the CD. I had the compact disc version of the soundtrack. Oh, I loved this movie as a 12 year old. And and probably stoners of the time. I wasn't a stoner quite yet. I was a little young for it there, but um, 12, 12 might be a little young to be a stoner. <laughs> Maybe. But, um, I, God, what a, what a time, what a time to be alive. 2000, huh? What a time, man. We were so young, so naive yet. It, I would, I would go back there in a heartbeat some days. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so why don't you let the people know, what the movie is about just so they kind of, if they haven't seen it, you kind of get a taste of what you're in for. If you do decide to watch dude, where's my car? Yes. But be stoned if you do, because definitely be stoned. It will not be good if you don't. Um, last night, two party hardy dudes had an unbelievably sweet time too bad. They can't remember a thing, including where they parked their car. So the dudes embark on a mission, retrace their steps to find out what they did last night hoping it will lead them to the missing car. Little do the dudes know they're in for the ride of their lives. Yeah, that sums it up perfectly. It is literally two friends that are just on a journey to find their fucking It's a car. journey. Man, but they go on an, quite a journey. An epic journey. And, you know, while I was watching this movie, I kind of just, like, re-watching it, because I, I watched it a lot when it first came out, and then I hadn't watched it for a while. Um, I always... Th- kind of think with movies like this i when i'm high i'm always thinking like what was improved and what wasn't right? right so i feel like the one thing i really like about movies that are geared towards stoners is i feel like a lot of the stuff going on in the movies is kind of improved and you know maybe was not scripted but they kind of just go with the moment and i, I do feel like it makes things a lot funnier so that was kind of like the I, actors trying to make each other laugh and stuff like that yeah 
Yeah, like you can I think in some scenes you can tell like they're definitely trying to play off each other a little bit and then one up each other. So mm-hmm. it's like can they make each other crack up and I think it it turns out to be really really well uh well done even though it's yeah, off it's script. Good. So that was kind of what I was thinking while watching this movie. I was like I don't know if these I kind of was thinking in my head like are these actors capable of that because i always watch that but they're not these two well more ashton kusher i feel like but i just was wondering if those two did this during during the filming of this that was kind of my background thought throughout the whole movie (laughs) yeah i mean this movie there's just a lot of lot to think about with this movie especially and like you see kind of if you watch the end credits scene did you watch through the end credits always always um they they had like the little blooper reels and stuff so you could see where they were doing some of that like improv and like just like fun. it looked like just like a fun set to be on because like you said you know 2000s sean william scott ashton kutcher the it guys they were probably just having a blast chances are they were stoned while filming you know what i mean Oh, I would love that. I think that would be my favorite part of I, not my favorite part if I was an actor, but like I would love to like get to the point where I was, you know, the nerves were settled and I was like an established actor and I could just like get high and go to a scene and just work my way through it and just have my completely high thoughts come out on the film. So that would be like my my dream job would be if I could eventually get to the point where I was an actor and super comfortable. And like I could smoke and and go into a oh, scene. Oh hell yeah, dude! That's Seth Rogen. You're talking about Seth exactly. Rogen's life. Well, we're trying to do it somewhat similarly in this podcast. I'm not going to give it away, but you know, sometimes we imbibe while we're you know making the podcast. So what? Just saying, yeah, dude. I don't you I don't do? know about you, but I definitely have been doing it. So <sighs> this is a true this is a true wake and bake episode that we're in right it now. It is. So. He says as he picks up his pen to take a hit. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I mean, this was this movie was a lot of fun. Do you want to get right into the? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, let's start with our rating system. So let's go right into uh, quotability, which uh, you know, this movie. I I remember being able to quote a lot of one liners from this. Movie. I mean, I already did it, it as we were recording yeah, this. As we were right? talking about Shibby. Dude, you just touched Christy Boris' hoo hoo. Shibby. Low or like Full you know, the scene, this exactly the scene where they're going back and forth is like uh dude what does mine say sweet sweet mine say exactly dude. so many opportunities uh for quotes in, in this movie in my, in my opinion uh so i gave it a honestly and i'm think as we're talking about it i think i'm gonna one up it a little bit i gave it an eight for quotability which is is Whoa, aggressive but aggressive yeah i just remember at like when it first came out every i think everybody that like the next day at school was just giving it at least little tidbits from the movie oh and like yeah dude. Said, the soundtrack is killer too yeah great soundtrack and there's just like memorable scenes like you said like with quotability comes memorability you have the you know Every time they say shibby, I'm pretty sure I use the shibby voicemail as my voicemail the first time I had a cell phone. That's you know hilarious. What I mean? That's it, hilarious. Um, I love that. Or like the continuum trench function. Eh? Continuum trench function. I am so sick of hearing about this continuum trench function thing. I'll tell you, what, if one more person asks the continuum trench function, eh? who are you guys? 
We are the keepers of the continuum transfunctioner. It is all that stands between the universe and completely violent destruction. It is a very mysterious and powerful device. And, and its, its mystery, mystery is only exceeded by its power. Yeah, we know. Who like, would remember that? The Swedish guys? Yeah, just yeah. like special treats is code for sex. Like those kind of, there's yeah, a lot of really silly one-liners that I remember specifically quoting to my like little friend group at the time. And yeah. just, this was before memes. You had to just yell right. random quotes at each other. And you had to like find the opportune time to use them. Like if it came up in a conversation and you could drop a line, like dude, where like, dude, what does mine say? You, you took it. Right. Oh yeah. And then, um, I mean, stoner bashing time. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, that was epically used. Oh God. So what did you uh, give it? So I, I gave it a, a hard eight. Hard eight. Yeah. That's see, I went lower. Okay. I went a little more conservative with it only because I haven't said any of these quotes in probably 15 years, if not more. All right. Although that's not necessarily true. I do <laughs> every now and then we'll utter stoner bashing time. But let's be honest, right? If somebody dropped I know your a body. line, if somebody dropped a quote from Dude, Where's My Car? You would oh, I'd know it. it. I would exactly. Know it. So that's kind of what that what was playing into my score is that like I may not, I don't necessarily quote it that much anymore, but if somebody dropped a line from it, I would recognize it instantly. Like it's that yeah. recognizable. So, uh, but so what, did, what, what was your, where were you? I went with forward? a 7-4. Okay, so uh, I mean that's kind of close. I had it. Yeah. I honestly, right before we were having this conversation, I had it at a seven, and I was just like, as we were talking, I was like, actually, you know what? This is actually pretty fucking quotable. So I, I agree. I would I would go up on this one because as we're talking about it, I do agree that I think, um, like I mean, you, you said, if you someone recognize I mean, it, the the Chinese food takeout scene is something right. you remember. And then uh, you can put it in a brown paper bag and come put it in my hand because I'm ready to eat. I refuse to play your Chinese food mind games. No! No and then! 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 No! No and then! Then you're gonna start to piss me off, lady. You know what I mean? The music video that the, the bust a move music video in the middle of the of the, that's what I mean. The movie, so many, just, yeah, so many memorable scenes and like you said, exchanges that, especially if you have like a buddy that you could kind of play off of. Like, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of opportunity for quotes. Oh yeah, so, I mean, God, we don't I'm have just to keep like it looking at, an at eight. my notes. I think we. I would come up to an eight, I think, because I'm looking at my Ooh. notes and even as I like, I, it's very quotable. An eight puts it on par with like the wedding singer that we've rated before. And then Mrs. Doubtfire. So that those are kind of the realm of where it's okay. at in terms I've of definitely quoted dude, where's my car significantly more than I've quoted the wedding singer. So I need to come up. I'm good. We need to come up. Okay, let's go with an eight. We'll stick with an eight. I think that's a solid score. It it does the movie justice. Zoltan! Zoltan! 
Uh, okay. So rewatchability. So this one I, I struggled with just because I did watch it a ton when it first came out. Right. And I think every, I, I really do think everybody did who people who went to see it in the theaters who actually like paid money to go see it definitely would rewatch it. So, but I was very conservative. I went with a 6.5 in terms of rewatchability just because I don't really watch it that much anymore, but that's higher than I went because like you said, I when it first came out, very heavily rewatched. Like when the DVD came out, I rewatched this all the time as a kid. Yep. Now I haven't watched it probably in a decade or, or more. So, and I don't know that I would rewatch it again anytime soon. Okay, fair enough. So I went, I went with a five five for rewatchability. All right, so that's not that's not really too far off. One one down. I feel like I would definitely I would go to a 6 just because I feel like we got to give it at least the props it deserves of when it first came or out. When we were rewatching it. Yeah, I do think it was super I don't know if people saw it now if they would keep rewatching it, but I would say like at least pay a little bit of tribute. Oh yeah. I, would, I mean there's it doesn't necessarily hold up. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm going to go 5.7 would probably be right. Cause it's like you said, it's not going to hold up the way it used to. So, yeah. but it did, it did have its, its reign at one time. So what oh, do you yeah, think? 5.7? 5.7. Sure. All right. That's a fair score. So I actually haven't looked at the yeah. Rotten Tomatoes audience scores yet for our popularity uh, portion of our rating scale. So you no. All right. What is it? Hit me with it. Uh, it's a forty. It's a forty-seven. Oh, four point seven. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It I, makes sense. You know, it definitely makes sense. I think this movie I want does you not. To... Go ahead. I want you to guess what the critic score is. I want you to take a guess what the critic score is. I mean, I would think the critic score has to be like a two, right? <laughs> it's a, you're not far off. It's seventeen percent. Oh wow! Jeez. Yeah. Damn, so dude. low. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, this movie definitely does not cater to a broad range of audiences. I think this is a stoner movie. This is kind oh, of yeah. like a, this is a super niche, younger crowd type movie. So, and obviously, critics are usually older and probably did not, especially at the time, probably did not appreciate this movie. So, uh, the scores definitely are are justified uh, in yeah. in my opinion. Um, all right. The smokeability, I think, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if we agree or disagree on this. I had a similar view on this as, as our previous episode when we were talking about Mystery Men. Basically, I feel like I had to be high for this movie in order to get the full yeah, now, enjoyment out absolutely. of it. So that kind of boosted the score a little bit, but I gave it a seven, which is not too, too high. I tried to kind of remain grounded a little bit, but I, so I kind of, I went with a seven just because I felt like, it definitely made me laugh. It definitely made the movie a lot more watchable while smoking. So I, I gave it a seven. Yeah. I mean, I went with a 6.9. So I think Perfect. that's, yeah, we're right on, on par there. In fact, you uh, know because what? I'm going to go with 6.9 just because I don't even know if it's <laughs> that, that seven. And 6.9. Losers. <laughs> but i love it but i love it we should be the next we should do a remake of dude where's my car as us 
as just like grown like ass men the opposite of them right they were like young fit really like just <laughs> super good looking dudes and then there's just we'll just be like 35 year old big dudes with beards like, that just smoke and watch tv yeah exactly <laughs> like dude where's my pen where's exactly. your pen dude <laughs> dude where's my pen that we could be like the sequel to do where's my car and beer fest i think oh. we just came up with a great idea um but anyway, so that locks in Trademark, the final copyright. No one can take it. Yeah, well, once this is out, once this it. is out. This is ours, dude. Once we put this out in the public, this is our idea. Um that puts our rating for this movie at a 6.4, which you know, again, uh, not to mislead people, I wouldn't give it a 6.4 in terms of, you know, the quality of the movie oh, as no. a general ranking. That's not on us. The, the Stoner perspective on this is it it is kind of in that like it's good not great but it's you know it it's a good it's a decent stoner movie so 6.4 makes a lot of sense to me in my in my opinion so Uh, so how how high would you say you should be for this film i i think this is a movie where i would go like pretty much be stoned and continue to smoke throughout the whole movie is kind of where I would, if I were to give a recommendation on it, I would, I would like go full on with it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta smoke through this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a movie that maybe as a, like a teenager, I don't even think teenagers today would necessarily want to watch this through. This is, this movie encapsulates the, the year 2000, about as good as any movie could possibly do it. This Very is like true. a time capsule of 2000. It's insane. Yeah. So I would, I would I would agree. I think you need to be quite stoned to enjoy this movie. Like I would say border, like borderline ripped, right? If I had to give it a yeah. technical term, you got to be ripped. You got to be almost ripped. You got to be part of your couch basically <laughs> to to get I am this. I am couch. If you if you don't feel like you are your own furniture, then you're not high enough. Then you're not high enough. Get smoke more. Just kidding. Do what feels right. right to you. So movie number two, and you know, again, another classic stoner movie, probably even more of a classic uh stoner movie than Dude Where's My Car. We're gonna go with Grandma's Boy. My grandma drank all my pot. I again had never seen this movie. Really, really liked it. I'll definitely be watching it again. But for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, D'Lo, let us know what we're what they're in for when they see it. Need a little movie synopsis for this guy? Yeah, hit me with it. When he and his roommate can't pay their rent, video game creator Alex finds himself homeless and moves in with Lily, his wacky grandmother. Lily and her elderly pals like to hang out in front of the television all day, but their constant presence puts a damper on Alex's social life and pot smoking. Alex wants to court co-worker Samantha, but he's preoccupied by a rivalry with another game designer, so that would-be relationship is in limbo. Honestly, what a great what a great synopsis of that movie. And you want to know, so a fun fact about this movie that I, I had looked up that I think is the quintessential like definition of why it's a stoner movie is because in the theaters it it barely made six million dollars i read that as, too yeah as dvd sales 50 million 
50 so mil. essentially Just what that DVDs. to me is telling me that you know people didn't go to the movies and get high and watch it but when they were home and they were smoking this was the movie they, they oh yeah did. well you couldn't it was harder to go to the movies high right because they didn't have pens it's not like people were going there well people may smoke in their car and then go in but like you're right like nowadays everyone knew <laughs> everyone yeah. knows when you're walking in <laughs> and like if this movie came out now i would bring a pen with me and i would definitely oh, hit up God, cinnabar yeah. and this this would be an epic watching it in a theater i would love we should call cinnabar and ask if they can if they can show it do like a special showing of oh my god grandma's boy i would Grandma's love it i would i would Dude, hit the pen the whole time this was this was a really really fun watch i had some i had like a few pretty high thoughts <laughs> okay while give, watching give, this hit us with um, what, what were you thinking my friend first things first one of the first video games you see them playing is fight night i fucking loved fight night I just remember. I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's that boxing game. Oh, it's so good. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. And in that first scene when he's getting evicted by Rob Schneider, uh, and he knocks the bong over, dude. Th- did you see the bong water? Gross. Oh, so it was gross. heinous, dude. If, I- if you are a listener who has a bong at home and your bong water looks like that, please clean it. Fix it, please. Yeah, fix please clean it. it. Because you're not doing anything at that point. You're not filtering no. anything. You're not doing anything. Please. Just smoking and disgusting moldy We also water. both know that that water, when spilled, is oh, like... it's rank. It is rank, and it's hard to get that smell out of there. It so, stays, man. Yeah. <sighs> do yourself a favor, and please, please... Bongs are wonderful bong. and dangerous. There's some beautiful bongs in this movie. I do love um, a good bong. I used to have bongs, but they just, they always got broke. I could probably yeah, do one now, easily. but they make like the college, silicone ones. The silicone ones are good. I, I, I do love, I love glass. glass it's bong, just, yeah. yeah. It I mean, better. I had them, I had them at the wrong time in life. I had them in college when like everybody's breaking everything. So that was dumb on my part to have really nice bongs when I was 20 years old. And then there's when he walks in, he gets his his video game stolen by JP the human cyborg. Oh yeah. <laughs> um and he's like the Frankens make roll a joint with the Frankenstein shit. The I want you shit. to take the Frankenstein shit, the deer shit, the green monster, the bling, and the bling bling. And I want you to roll it all into one joint. No one's ever been brave enough to try that. One man is. Roll it. All in one joint. I would try it. Oh, I would, would definitely you try, try that? that. Oh, hell I yeah. I would it. love that. That's like same in like Pineapple Express where they do the cross joint. The cross I, I, joint, I would try I would love to yeah. do that. Well, maybe we can for one episode, maybe we'll we'll roll like a an epic blunt of like four different strains and just really have at it and see how we do. Yeah. Another fun totally thing that us. I <laughs> that would be fucking wild. Another fun thing that I um was reading about about this movie is Apparently, sometimes they just switched out the fake weed for the set and were just actually ripping real weed. Like That's Dante, do. when he's sitting there just uh, just at his couch, just ripping the bong. Apparently, they did like a multiple takes of that, and he ended up switching in real weed for it. Oh, <laughs> and I would just, do the like, same thing. He like was after the shoot, Nick Swartzen said he was walking around being like, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably weren't as... Um desensitized to weed back then so like any good weed back then probably really fucked them up yeah hell yeah especially if you're ripping bong rip after bong rip yeah 
What a damn, what a good life. Although we're trying to get there. We're on our way. We're working. Um, we're doing it right now. So let's, let's go with quotability for this movie. What, uh, I, I kind of went back and forth on this again. This was my first time seeing it. So yeah, that's, um, but there's gotta be quotes that you know from it. There's definitely, I know there's at least one that you know from it. There's definitely quotes. There's definitely quotes that I know, but I, I was like torn because I, I do think at least just from general conversation that people do quote it pretty frequently, at least back in the day. Uh, so I went with a 7.5 in terms of quotability, which is, okay. you know, not too high, but like still recognizes like, Hey, this is a quotable movie. I mean, there are, yeah, like, again, there's like memorable scenes, right? And then there's, you know, your shit's weak, that whole, your shit's weak. Exactly. Right. Shit's weak. That started with Grandma's Boy. Like, that that was the origin. I'm pretty sure your shit's weak originated from Grandma's Grandma's Boy. Boy. I I looked into it and I couldn't find any other origin. I could be wrong. If you're a listener, reach out. Prove us wrong, please. Prove me wrong. But that's in there. Um, high score. What does that mean? What does high score mean? New high score. Is that bad? What does that mean? Does that break it? That's like, the one that's, I would remember. Yeah. That's what I knew that was going to be the one you remembered. Then you have things like just from rewatching it that I remember. Like you're smoking the Frankenstein. You know, this when he's talking about the Frankenstein weed. Right. Or, or like, uh, why is it called Frankenstein? And like, the yeah, the, like, because you're the like this when you smoke yeah. it. Oh, that's great. And then the whole the whole scene at the end where he's like trying to get Dante to help him is and he, they smoke that joint and Dante goes, I'll smoke it with you, bro. We'll go to the loony bin together. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. That's one of and my favorite lines from this. I just love the it, it kind of really was just talked about a business right like the video game industry i think they did a good job at kind of showing what it was like back in the day right like super hardcore gamers that like all dudes all dudes that maybe haven't really fully grown up yet live with live yeah. in their mom's basement shit like that. yeah exactly like I'm definitely did a good too. job you want to be one of those unfortunately oh, you grew up but i did you would so give anything I know, but you would give anything to be sucking your thumb in a car bed right now while playing. Oh yeah, race games. car bed with yeah. my roommates. Yeah, exactly. Girls' <laughs> parents' roommates. So my quotability, I gave it a seven point seven. So I was right there with you. Oh, perfect. Because again, this was a movie I quoted a lot. Okay. When it first came out, or when I when I first saw it. Yeah. Um, dude, and then even at the end, you got you got the Grandma's Boy by uh, Cool Cool Keith. Yeah. Fucking that what a cool pull to have cool Keith write and rap a song for you at the end of your movie. Fucking love that. I mean, people love this movie, man. I think like this is like quintessential. And this again, and this will play into the next category, rewatchability. I feel like people this is like a pastime for a lot of people who were stoners back in the day and continue to be stoners. And that's why I gave the rewatchability an 8.5 because I could, I could easily rewatch this movie a lot. So I, I, I went hard with this 8.5. I did it because I had never seen it. I loved it when I watched it. 
and now I'm I'm hooked and I could see myself definitely replaying this every so often throughout the year or, or for the next few years too while I'm getting stoned specifically so I would definitely watch this again before I watched um dude where's my car dude where's my car again so I agree that it's more rewatchable but not an 8.5 worthy 8.5 is that's heavy man i went 7.4 i went 7.4 for rewatchability all right because i do find it rewatchable but i i don't know that i would rewatch it soon you know what i mean and again it's different right because i think i would rewatch it soon because i just saw it for the first time this is your first watch i exactly this is a movie that i used to and this this is a reason i'm giving a seven such a high score this was a movie that fucking college dude you would throw this on and you'd pass around a joint and just fucking or like play video games with this on in the background on another tv this was college for me it was grandma's boy weed video games like i fucking loved it like it was Epic. oh so what do we think let's 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 compromise here so i was 8.5 you're 7.4 so basically 7.5 let's just put our hands together meet meet in the middle eight give it an eight or is it not worthy of that eight status do we need to what else have we given eight i feel like we've given eight to something so this is doubt mrs doubtfire is an 8.2 uh and then we gave Super Mario Brothers an eight, which, you know, I would say that this movie's definitely as rewatchable. Well, I don't know. I guess I'd have to watch them both again to to really feel that out. But so Super See, Mario Brothers thing. is a hard eight. Super Mario Brothers, you could watch sober. Right. Right. This is sure. Grandma's Boy is something you're gonna want to smoke to watch. All right. So that's why well, I think that um what's it called super mario gets a, a little bit more rewatchable i think we go seven eight or seven nine for rewatchability for grandma's boy seven nine is i think the highest i'll go let's go seven eight let's be we'll be conservative let's go seven eight on that one because because, because putting it up there with mrs doubtfire one yeah true and our highest rated one of our highest tied for highest rated movies is, is pretty crazy you're right slightly misleading story. but it is a, yeah. it is a i did love this movie i just have and to this one's that. not getting dragged down by the popularity because people fucking love this movie i was gonna guess like eight in the 80 percent range yeah it's a good guess 85 8.5 nice. audience score all right good because i again like it's definitely a stoner movie but it, it's a good movie i, I like it's it's like a good a good movie to watch. Yeah, and like it it definitely holds up a little bit better than uh dude where's my car, but there's I mean yeah. it's it's definitely a product of 2006. Um, definitely. But as far as stoner movies go, hard to beat. Um guess what the get, I want you to guess what the critic score is for this. I feel like I for these type of movies, I always try to guess a little lower just because I don't think critics – I'll say in the 60% range. Dude, they gave it lower than – dude, where's my car? What? It's got a 15%. That's critic fucking score. robbery. These, like, dude, why aren't – we <laughs> should insane. become critics. We should just be – Well, that's what we're doing, dude. I know, but like this, this is like – that's blasphemous. Anyway, I – that just that, ruined my whole day. I, it's. I mean, I get it. These Happy uh, Madison, like Adam Sandler movies, are not like 
great movies, but I mean, come on. That's that's low. That's too low. <sighs> Smokeability. Sounds crazy. Dude, I, I went high with this one again. Like I went eight point eight because I, I was like digging this high as hell. Like I was really, really enjoying it. But I yeah. know that's aggressive and I kind of figured I'd have to give up a little bit, but I went eight point eight hardcore. Well, and it's again, this is not a movie you're gonna watch sober. Probably. I mean, you no. might, but it's definitely more watchable high. I gave it an eight. I gave it a strong eight for smoking. Okay, so we're in the is, eight realm. It is a good smoking movie. Highly recommend to be stoned while watching this. Well, and I would um, say, like, I this is another one, same as Dudes with My Car. Just keep keep lighting yeah, it up. How keep, high should you get? Just like, yeah, stay like, high. <laughs> stay high. Like how yeah. high? As high as you can be. Just right. kidding. As wherever as you wherever you can get to without being uncomfortable, get there. Um, so I, you know, it's definitely got to be in the eight realm for me. Let I feel like eight is probably a good because I'm looking at some of the past scores, and that would put it on par with like ten yeah, things gotta, I hate about. Got to remind ourselves. Uh, wedding singer, it's kind of on that level, unless you think it's more than ten things I hate about you or wedding singer. Or that that can be your gauge because those we gave an eight to. Oh. I just feel like it edges out those just slightly, like maybe like well, yeah, because he, and here's the thing because because I would watch ten things without it, like I would watch right. ten things on like a Tuesday evening, just like relaxing without right, any, just chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So. I think this is a movie where weed helps one and is necess- basically necessary for right. enjoyment. So I would say 8-2 is strong. I think it's a good eight score two. for it. All right. We're going to hit it with the 8-2, which rounds out the score to an 8.1 as the final Damn, rating. that's high. So that's pretty high. I mean, that's on par with – I mean, that's I think that's – there. That's definitely tied for like third place on our – Whoa! Rating scale, which is again, I mean, in this line. is a classic stoner yeah. movie. And this is in line with what we're, we're trying for. to do. Yep. So, scores are locked in. Dude, where's my car? Six point four. Grandma's boy, eight point one. I feel good about those scores. I think it's a good rating for each one of them. I think they yeah. both kind of hit on different I think things. It fits. Yeah, it fits. It fits the mold for that. So again, both good movies to watch while stoned. If you're looking for something on a Friday night, you know, if you haven't seen Grandma's Boy, definitely give Grandma's Boy a watch. I really, I really enjoyed it watching it for the first time. But also, Dude, Where's My Car? Also a fun stoner movie. uh, Yeah, I would say Grandma's Boy is probably less well known. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Where's My Car? Because it, I mean, um, it is a Happy Madison production, but it's. It's not Adam Sandler in the lead, right? It's Alan Cover exactly. and Linda right. Card- Cardellini. I mean, they've. It's a lot of his bit, like Kevin Nealon's in there, Nick Swartzen, Jonah Hill. So, like, you get a lot great of those, cast. Yeah, great cast, but it's not like the Adam Sandler movies you would expect. So, I don't think it got as much clout attention. As, yeah, 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 definitely not. Um, but it's another good. thing, just across both movies that I loved. I thought it was hilarious and also like weirdly accurate in some ways. Both movies had dealers, 
Like, right. Because again, 2000, 2006, you could not go to a dispensary and get weed. You yeah. had to have a connect. Old you had school. to have a dealer. Exactly. We went the old um, school way. Mine just happens to be, you know, not one of these type of people, <laughs> but right. you had these dealers. Uh, what's I forget his name. Gene in, in dude, where's my car? Is that yeah. the dealer's name? Yep. Right. Gene. He's yep. this like super dippy Buddhist, yeah. like getting high with his dog and like this, like Buddha garden with the chimes right. and the, and the, you know, platitudes that Doing he's dropping. Oh God. Just like yeah. a, such a stereotypical dealer. And then on the other side of the stereotype, you have Dante, who's just like a, a basement dweller, like shirtless. Right. Did you also notice that every time Dante shows up on screen, he has one more ponytail? No. Like that's he hilarious, starts the, though. He starts the movie with his hair down. And then every time you go back to Dante's basement, he's got one ponytail, one too. By the end, he's got five ponytails. <laughs> that's hilarious. But yes, also another caricature of what a dealer was like back in the day. Oh, and just like constantly ripping bongs. Just, and like, dude, you've gone to – and like – I've gone to places to get weed where you're like, what the fuck? Where am I? Right. And like, you're just like the weirdest group of people in this guy's house, like getting buds. <laughs> you're just like, what the shit you, we used to do for weed where now you can go to a beautiful place like Dockside or the Cushery. Yeah. Times they it's are a, changing. It's a different world. I do miss the journey sometimes, but I also love just like coming home from somewhere. And you gotta like, love you the know convenience. What? I'm going to stop at this dispensary and pick up a gram and just make it super easy. And I have, I can basically, I'm not at the mercy of what the dealer has, which it could be just one shit or something. Get and you don't get upset. Yeah. Right. And, and it they could be just, just like fucking dirt. terrible. Right. Terrible. It could be weed. dirt that you're paying oh, 60 and eighth for now. I was just like, going to say, do you remember when you had to drop like 50, 60 and eighth and just had like dirt ass weed? Ugh. Yep. And now if I'm dropping 60 on an eighth, I'm getting like primo, primo, primo buds. Yeah. Probably like too much, honestly, like too, too much high for me. Well, actually, I've been, I actually, (laughs) well, yeah, let's not get crazy, but I actually, um, have been reading articles about how there are a lot of people that think weed now is too strong. Oh, they don't know. I said, bring it on, baby. Bring it on. Yeah. Well, we're going to do an epic blunt for our next recording maybe like we'll we'll get like i'll roll i'll go old for our school, first I'll live record we'll yeah. we'll like we'll do a mega blunt like what what uh dante rolls in yeah in, uh, and smoke that oh my I'll god rekindle my useless. rolling i'll be rekindle my rolling skills i'll roll us a fat blunt with like four different strains and we'll 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 like put out for it we'll really get some good good yeah, strains. Go high end hell yeah yeah um so listen here followers and listeners of high expectations there's yet i've yet to come across a person that rolls a better blunt than my man cause that's right it's a lot of practice a lot of a <laughs> lot, lot of slob a lot of uh grossness oh, man, goes yeah. into rolling a blunt it's not as pretty as rolling a joint but yeah I definitely do, do it behind blunt. closed doors but he rolls a hell of a blunt i roll a hell of a blunt so maybe one day we'll uh We'll talk about my process and maybe I can, you know, teach you all how to roll an epic. One day we'll do, we'll do a live episode. How to, yeah. Where you can. I'll do a (laughs) workshop on it. What I will say is 
you got to have Dutch master blunts. Got to have. It's got to be Dutchies. Yeah. It's got to be Dutchies. That's the only way to do it. You can do games, but Dutch masters are definitely the way to go if you're going to roll a blunt at home. Um, yeah, I think Dutch masters are literally made now to be broken apart into blunts <laughs> strictly for blunts and i don't do it the way and don't like, get I don't... blunt papers you can't get blunt papers it, you have it's not to the get same. the actual dutch master yeah and, and like you gotta break it apart unstuff it yeah do the deal. full process it's worth yep. it trust me uh all right Dilo. it's now time for our um our classic would you rather segment where we kind of get a, a weird scenario put out there and you and I kind of make our decision on which way we're going to go. So what do you got for us this episode? Would you rather live on McDonald's meals for a year or Taco Bell's meals for a year? Oh, well, I think we've established that Taco Bell is just like slightly better quality, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, listen, probably Taco Bell, honestly. Yeah, because I love listen. I I, I love a cheeseburger the, as much as the next guy. No, you're right? the Big Mac king, dude. You, I lo- you that's love what I mean. A Big though, Mac, yeah. I fucking love a Big Mac. Yeah, but Taco Bell. Well, Taco Bell's got a more expansive menu too. That's what I was gonna say. More more options. You can kind of like. No, I wouldn't say you can be healthy, but like dude, you fuck know, me you, up with a chicken quesadilla. Are you that's kidding I mean. me? Those chicken you quesadillas can, are so good. You got all kinds of burritos. You've got nachos. You've got quesadillas. You've got it all. So yeah, I would go. I would go Taco Bell. I think I do love McDonald's though. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, because as we've established, and I don't know that we've ever established it on pod, but I'm going to say it here and now for all the listeners: there is no fast food French fry better than fresh McDonald's fast food French fries. Not a single one. I won't hear fresh. anything other. It's got to yeah. be fresh though, right? Fresh. And I, I used to do the fresh. hack. Where you ask, ask for, for no salt, no salt. They got to make them fresh, and then you ask for a salt packet, and then they give you a weird look. So, but you just yep. got to be okay with that weird look. But it is, I agree with you. Fresh fries from every establishment, McDonald's takes the cake. So, yeah, um, I agree. But I would go, I would go Taco Bell on this one. Damn! Now I'm rethinking my just for the choice. fries. You're just like, you know what? The fries are just that good. I, I, yeah, I. We, I I'm going to stick with Taco Bell because you love although Taco you could Bell, switch dude. you could switch it out I do, I love Taco Bell I think Taco I Bell might be my favorite fast food restaurant there like are you like it's when a lot. you're when you are and this is this was dangerous when I found out you could get Grubhub deliver Taco Bell delivered through Grubhub and there was when I was living on the East Coast there was a Taco Bell less than a mile from my house nice awful because explode yeah i mean i I would just get ripped up and taco bell high taco bell food is oh it's so good phenomenal i agree so good give me a crunch wrap supreme give me a mountain dew give me a quesadilla even something as simple as a bean burrito come on yeah that's what i mean you could always like convince yourself all right i'm gonna be a little healthy and get a bean burrito yeah healthy <laughs> healthy right as healthy as you can get when doing fast food yeah. but i think well yeah. that's that was another thing i feel like we there was a study a while ago where taco bell has legitimately the healthiest options on its menu 
which may yeah. be changing now because of impossible burgers and stuff. But I feel like even after a while, you're just going back and forth between burger patties and chicken patties right. at McDonald's. It would get right. It's tired. just like what variation of burger do you want? Right. Right. And that's pretty much it. So yeah, Taco Bell takes the cake. I think that's a solid choice. Um, yeah. All right. Well, again, we always uh, love having you all here listening. We also want to recognize uh, a bunch of people and things that kind of go into us making this podcast. So we just want to give a few shout outs. Shout out to Squadcast, which is what we use to record this podcast remotely. Great program. Give it a give it a try. I'm sure you'll like it. Uh, the Vince Sasso Trio, good friend of both of ours. He put together our riff that leads us in and leads us out of our episodes. And we it love is, you, Vince. It is truly a great riff. So really appreciate that. Podcastle, which is what Dilo uses to edit these and doing a great job. And it really is a good program, especially if you're starting out like we are. So uh, definitely want to give a shout out to Podcastle for that. And then, as always, all our favorite dispensaries around the Seattle area. Uh, the Cushery in Lake Forest Park, Have a Heart in Greenwood, Dockside Cannabis in Ballard. You treat us so well. It's always a great experience. Thank you so much for letting us smoke your shit. Uh, oh, yeah. And then Cinnabar, great place to go see movies if you want to <laughs> eat dinner and watch a movie. Again, uh, we really like our experience there. We've been there a couple times since we did our episode uh, there. So That place uh, rocks. That place is totally a great place if you're looking for a new way to to watch movies. So uh, that is the end of our episode eight. Thank you, everybody. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, Dilo, what are the Ooh, couple ways they can reach out to us? You can hit us up a couple ways. We are on Instagram. We are at high.expectations.com on, or not.com, at high.expectations.pod on uh, Instagram. And then we are, you can reach us on Gmail. Gmail at podcast.highexpectations at gmail.com. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Be kind and stay weird. See ya.